What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, my man E gets on the soapbox. He's kind of pissed off about the Lakers. You might want to give this a listen. We also discuss some other NBA uh, topics. We divert, we then switch topics and then head and talk about Gary Cole and the New York Yankees. The Evil Empire is back. And then we transition over to the football side of things and we discuss how the 49ers are doing pretty well and how the Giants stink. But hey, we even touch on the Redskins. You know, it's a good football day. You need to join in and listen to this week's episode of Guys Talk Sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Once again, I'm here with my boys, Al, E, as we head into the holiday season. How's everybody doing? Everybody in a merry Christmassy type of feel? As I sniff my, uh, my white vino, yes, actually I am. <laughs> so jelly. As I, <laughs> as I stir my crystal clear water. <laughs> Look, I already drunk water, so I'm just ready to get it started. I'm and I'm not in a bar humbug mood, but I'm kind of like in the ah the just that phase of just waiting until it actually happens. So here, here, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I know this uh my little getaway for a week can't seem to come fast enough, dude. I'm, <laughs> I've been zoned out since last Saturday. I don't leave till this Saturday. A brother just can't, I can't even get days right. I want to say, when are you, you wheels up next Saturday, right? I'm wheels up on Saturday. Uh-oh. <laughs> wheels up at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, touching down in sunny Fort Lauderdale, taking an Uber down to Miami, then jumping on the boat Sunday from Miami, cruising for seven days. Cannot wait. I plan to do absolutely positively nothing. Did you say Uber from Fort Lauderdale to Miami? It's only 20 minutes away. No. Okay. <laughs> and it's cheaper to fly into Fort Lauderdale than to fly to Miami in certain circumstances. Yeah. Hey, man. Not bad. But you're going to be on Carnival? MSC. <laughs> I never heard of that before. European Cruise Line. Uh, well, just don't let me see you on TV about one of those people that got like some kind of viral sickness going through the boat. Because I'm a, I'm a laugh at you behind if that is the case. Oh, no, you're going to hear about me uh, tricking off on the boat. No, just joking. I'm going that too. Man, All right, let's get right into it, man. I see where this is going right now. I see where this is going. So, E, man, I, I hear you a little, little perturbed at the moment. Uh, at a certain particular sport, basketball, a uh, certain particular team, Los Angeles Lakers. So tell them why you're mad, son. Tell them why you're mad. You know, it's not most necessarily the Lakers as an organization. It is just this version of the Lakers roster with LeBron James and AD and ESPN and FS1, a lot of sports writers, and how they are prisoners of the moment at every boring dunk that LeBron James does and talking about if he's going to be the MVP, can he be, you know, you know, this is this MVP and this, what is going on, his um, 15th year, I believe, or 16th year, somewhere around there? 16, yeah. 16 year in the league. Um, you know, what are they going to do? Everything is a wild factor to them. Like, oh my gosh, I've never seen 
this kind of production, this team, LeBron James, A, B, C, and D. Is he on a mission because he had a subpar year last year and the team sucked last year? I'm just tired of hearing about all that stuff, period. To me, I'm not concerned. We shouldn't talk about the Lakers or LeBron James until if and when they get to the Western Conference Finals. Everything up to that point is nothing because LeBron James, if I'm not mistaken, he's under the opinion that after he beat the 72-win Golden State Warriors that he felt, he proclaimed himself that he was the greatest or he was the GOAT or maybe he got caught up in the moment thinking that he was. He is not. Right now, he can't eclipse Michael Jordan of his win total. Michael Jordan is 6-0. and LeBron James is 3-7 and at this particular point. The only way for you to even get to the point where you can even build up your argument, and everybody that used analytics to kind of try to make people forget that he lost seven, seven – um, um, seven finals, no matter who we played, no matter what team he played, is all garbage. You're trying to leverage the analytics, who he played, and he didn't have anybody in his squad to mask that he lost seven and only won three. And Michael Jordan won six, no, and he played, in my opinion, a lot more stiffer competition, regular season, through the playoffs, and into the finals. It didn't matter who he whether it was Super Sonics, the Utah Jazz, Los Angeles Lakers. He didn't have the same Kareem at that time. He didn't have all those guys worthy. All those guys there, irregardless. You want to use analytics and stuff to make people discount the fact that he lost seven and that three is better than six and no, or three is better than five, or three is better than seven. Let's cut the chase. If you want to be seen as the GOAT, you have to make three and seven look more like five and seven. You got to try to make it to where you're almost have as many wins as losses. So regular season MVPs doesn't matter. Defensive player doesn't matter. Whatever wins your team has doesn't matter. What matters to you and what think matters to people with Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James is you need to win titles to make people forget about three and seven make people think about four and seven. Once you get to five and seven, now you're at a closer argument. So if you can win two with AD, then you're on a much better footing. But aside of that, I don't want to hear a rat crap about whatever the Los Angeles Lakers does. They're in a much more weakened West. You don't have to go to State Warriors there. I would have been highly interested to see what this version of the Los, Los Angeles Lakers team would have done the version of the Golden State Warriors that won two with, with Kevin Durant. My opinion, I don't think that version of Los Angeles Lakers could have beat those versions of the Golden State Warriors because you only have really two good players and a lot of ancillary parts. They had four good players, and depending on the year, a bench that was better or maybe slightly less, but I think the Golden State Warriors – Winning champions, even with and more so Kevin Durant, was much better than this version of the Los Angeles Lakers. And still, it's the beginning of the season. I want to see if AD makes it from start to finish without getting hurt. I want to that's the most important part. <laughs> if AD can make it from start to finish without a serious injury, they have a very good chance of making it to Western Conference Finals into the finals. But until you get to Western Conference Finals, I don't want to hear it now because everything is a snooze fest. It's boring. You're supposed to be doing this. You should be where you're at right now. You are better than the Clippers playing right now. 
So nothing surprises me. Get off his dick. Wait till it gets to Western Conference Finals because nothing between now and April means jack shit. Damn, so you trying to say that ESPN need to stop cupping the balls because it's, it's yes. not cold enough in the basement? Okay. ESPN, FSU, Bleacher, ESPN Plus, Autumn. Get off his dick until you see him in April. No, excuse me. Until you see him in the end of May going into June, because that's when you get to the Western Conference Finals to the finals. Come talk to me about how good the Lakers are at that point, because if he doesn't make it to the Western Conference Finals, then the whole season was a failure. Even if you win MVPs, it doesn't do anything to elevate your status and your argument to being your goal, because guess what? You're still going to be stuck on three wins and seven losses. And you've got to win one with L.A. Because if you can't win one with L.A., then your entire time in L.A. was a complete failure. And guess what? Kobe will still be better. Shaq will still be better. Kirk Rambis will still be better. James Worthy will still be better. You got to go on. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So everybody that's sitting there, oh, look at LeBron James surprise. This shit is boring. He doesn't go in a dunk contest to do Anything. Those tomahawk dunks is about as equivalent to Patrick Ewing going down the middle with his tomahawk dunk. I seen Harold Miner, and that's the only thing why he's heard in games do better dunks than LeBron James. Yo, he referenced Damn. Baby Jordan. I can't tell you referenced My Baby Jordan. I just am getting sick and tired after not even 25 collective games that everyone wants to crown him the MVP. And the Lakers, no, no. He's still not the GOAT yet. He's still sitting on three and seven. Doesn't matter. Even if you get MVP, still doesn't matter. You still need championship wins at the highest level, which we're not talking about Eli and MVP at this particular point, but that's why his two Super Bowl MVPs, his two Super Bowl wins might still be one more than the good old Aaron Rodgers and good old Drew Brees. And they, people are still wondering why he may or may not be in the Hall of Fame. But that's something else. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just slow down with the Lakers. Wake me up when they get to the Western Conference Finals. And then we'll go from there. Matter of fact, depending on who they play, wake me up if and when they get to the Finals. Damn. That's almost like saying Jazzo, Jazzo, album in storage, Jazzo, Jazzo, album in storage. <laughs> and people are saying that the whole West is no, the West is not as strong as it has been the last couple of years. However, you go with what you got. Once the Lakers dynasty ended, it shifted the entire power and made everything much more spread out. And actually, I think collectively, the East might have a lot more. Don't sleep on the Miami Heat. Oh, wow. I'm done. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know how to follow up on that. And I didn't mean to take about 10 minutes or so. I don't think it was 10 minutes, but I... Hey, hey man, look. Hey, hey. Hey, me and Al, we, we, here, we here for you, man. You know, we, <laughs> we all about that smoke right there. <laughs> this is, you, uh, I, you, you body ESPN, FS1, Bleacher Report, anybody who sits there is on Lakers Jock. <laughs> Yahoo Sports. <laughs> Anybody who has a pen and uh, represents sports. <laughs> NBA.com. <laughs> it's, it's a, no, it's, a podcast. <laughs> there is no flipping objectivity except if you go to TNT with Charles 
and um, Kenny Anderson. Outside of that, no freaking. You mean Kenny Smith? Kenny Smith, yes. Hold on. So Shaq, Shaq got bias? He can be, at, depending on what it is, bias. But they, him and Chuck and those guys are sometimes a very fair, but like that. Well, she, I, 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 or I'm Shaq a, and Charles, but depends on who they're talking about. I'm, I'm going to deflect to the resident NBA artist in the room. Al. I need to slip I'm and parch my throat again. <laughs> I'm curious to how you will uh, kind of respond to such venom. <laughs> Vitriol. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> I, I, to, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with them. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even add. Like, I, I, I have been seeing this lately of nothing but Lakers, and it is getting very annoying. And it's something that somebody told me before with media, like they'll push whatever it is that they're pushing, they'll push down your throat. And if it's the Lakers and they want to push it, they will push it down your throat. They will claim that LeBron James is still the best player. Um, People wasn't saying that the same way you were saying about him now that they did last season, that's for sure. Last season, it was always always a blip or the Lakers just need such and such or whatever, whatever the case may be. But now they're talking like they already won the championship and, you know, there's no equivalent to them right now. And that's definitely not true. I mean, like, we're only in one quarter of a season. We ain't even in one quarter of a season yet. And we're already talking about all these things with the Lakers, Lakers this, Lakers that. So I'm in completely agreement with with, with Smooth on this one. I, I, I think that Every time I see a sports reel, sports highlight, it's something about the Lakers. Like, you know, other things that could be bigger than what the Lakers do, it still doesn't – they're still always first mentioned when it comes to the NBA. And, and I keep saying this, unless you're a Lakers fan, a lot of people don't really want to hear about it, but yet it's still being forced down our throats. And unfortunately, I have a feeling that it's going to continue to be that way. Um, and it's unfortunate and it's, it's crazy because even in the media up here in New York, where you would think that everything is all talk about the Knicks and their dysfunction. No, the first thing we still talk about is the Lakers. The first thing you hear on the radio is about the Lakers, the Lakers doing this, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. How, and I completely agree with you smooth about the dunks. Like it's not that serious. It's not that serious. I don't see why I've seen more dunks that are a lot better. In, in other NBA games, and I see more competitiveness. And and a lot of fans, when they talk about their teams, not always about the Lakers, and I think they're going to really make the Lakers now become the the um, the the what's the word I'm looking for? The enemy, the evil empire, so to speak, um, of the NBA. Almost similar to not well, similar to Yankees in a in a in a sense. But the thing is, is that I think it's going to be more venom spit at the Lakers than it would be at the Yankees at this stage, um, because rightfully so. If a lot of NFL, a lot of NBA players don't want to talk about just the Lakers when they have their own teams that they're rooting root for. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm curious, not to take it away from your venom that you're spitting at L.A. <laughs> That's all right. 
But let's take it back to the to the. I'm, I've been so. I've been so giddy the past day and a half with this whole Nick Cannon Eminem beef that <laughs> maybe should have kept it on the, on the Lakers. <laughs> but no, I wanted to take it to the whole uh, Shaq Dame Dollar type of going back and forth, and to kind of put a spin on it to say, based on what you've seen right now with Portland and how they're playing and all that good stuff. Do you think Shaq's words when he was playing on Dame and kind of, you know, throwing some jabs at him, was Shaq right? Because obviously Dame is nice. Ain't no ain't no taking no, no shame away from Dame. Dame is nice. Dame is the all-star. Dame is a, a top performer in the league. But do you think Dame can lead his team anywhere beyond a first or second round uh, show up in the playoffs? And does it make Shaq seem like what he was, what he was rhyming seem more accurate now that you've seen probably 20% of what's going on right now? You, you asking anybody? Yeah, either. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to just be frank and just uh, – Let's just call it like we see it. I get the Dame, you know, he's a great player. Good player, great player. Um, All-star, you know, definitely worked the contract that he has currently. But with that being said, you can't build a good team based – all your money is going to one player. Like, how are you going to balance out the rest of your team to be better to move into the playoffs when – your star player is committing to uh, has about 40 to 45 percent of that salary. Like, you and I'm not saying it's not Dame Leonard's fault, it's just that you Dame Leonard needs better pieces around him. I'm not saying the team is bad, but to him to get to where he needs to be, he needs better players. Bottom line, and CJ McCollin, he's a great player, he should stay, but I think they need some more upgrades as the time goes. Now, Carmelo Anthony is a lightning in the bottle. Let's just call it as we see it because, let's be honest, they really just threw it out there to see how he would fit in with Portland. And rightfully so, he's doing great. He's doing a fantastic job to the point where now they signed him for the rest of the year. So I think that they need to keep this this unit, and I think they really need to find some more pieces than what they currently have because with the team that's constructed for them right now, it's going to be either another first-round exit or if they make it to the second round, or the second round sweep like it did last year. So, so hold, on, I, hold on. So you don't think what, what's the center's name? Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, you don't think he's a, a value piece? I'm not saying he's a value piece, but they need someone else to help balance that out. Like, and like I said before, because let's be honest, nobody knew Carmelo Anthony was going to be Carmelo Anthony scoring all these points, um, helping them out to, with the wins. So. This helps them because now they have a third score. But I still think that they need, like, their bench needs to be a, definitely a, a, some type of upgrade. Rodney Hood just went down for the rest of the year with an injury. So they definitely going to need some help on the back on, as, with the bench as far as who's going to be the next person to step up. And as it currently constructs, they don't have a team. If, if they don't have a bench, I, I don't see them getting really far. Um, I see them just barely making it into the playoffs the way the West is loaded now. 
I'm with you. I no, I I think he's going to always be. Um, he'll always have a team that will get him to the first round, depending on what seed they pick. Whether it's a whether it's a six or a five, maybe to the second round. Um, but the pieces that are there, I actually thought prior to um, Carmelo coming there that maybe they should try to make a move for um, Kevin Love. And, and there's talk about that too. Um, I think they're looking for some bench players. I would seriously look at maybe getting Iggy some some um, leadership and some experience off the bench. Um, but the way that team is currently constructed, and I think Dame is happy where he's at. I mean, I don't – McCullough is good, but if they really want to make moves, they might have to look at moving C.J. McCullough to bring in some top-rated talent. Because right now, like you said, Al, as constructed – they're our first round, maybe second round exit. Wow. But Dame Dollar is good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. That interesting. Interesting. So obviously Portland's gonna make the playoffs. So what do you, what what seed do you think you're gonna make it as? Everyone look right now, so I'm not sure. If you had to guess. I mean obviously if you had to guess Based on uh, what you've seen from the Lakers, Lakers are a top three seed, correct? Barring any injuries, yeah. I'll probably say top uh, number one seed. I mean, yeah. Damn, number one. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're playing. They, they, hmm? play, they are playing some pretty good basketball. I mean, I think what they got the the, the, the best record or the second best record in the NBA, I think it's between them and um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm going to take it a step down. I think – the Lakers are going to be at least a four seed. Really? Because, really? Yes. And the reason why, like you said, barring injuries and low management, they're not going to be, they're not going to do play 80. I don't see LeBron playing 82 games, bottom line. I don't see, to be honest, I don't see Anthony Davis making it to all 82 games as well. So it's going to be some time in there where LeBron is out and it's AD or vice versa, or both of them out at the same time. I don't think they're constructing – I think they're more for the long term for the playoffs. They're not going to be – I think low management is going to kick in eventually. And I don't see them playing them all 82 games straight through. I would say if you want to start low management, you need to start it right after the Christmas game. So that way you're doing it now and then you have the all-star break because right now everybody's still jockeying for a position. And then once you hit the – after the all-star break, that's when everybody kicks it in the high gear. Correct. Now you're fighting for which which seed you want. So you can't do them both. So you might have to do one or the other. Like sit LeBron James for a game here, a game there, come back and sit um, AD for a game here, a game there, and probably start spacing it out right before the All-Star break and maybe a little bit after the All-Star break. But you want to come out the gates after the All-Star break, depending on where you're at, hot and ready to go. But you don't want to burn yourself out before, like you said, you want to save that gas tank, especially for LeBron going into the um, the playoffs. And that's where you're going to need him. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and I, I think because LeBron being a year older now, um, even though people are saying that he got much rest last season, which is – you can I hear that, but still a year older. So um, I just feel as though that they are not going to take the regular season that serious at all. They're going to wait to the playoffs hit before they go full throttle. Uh, I don't know about that because, I mean, Anthony Davis ain't never really 
when he was with the Pelicans, how far did the Pelicans go playoff wise when he was with the Pelicans? Like, has he ever been? Has second he ever round. played for the second round? So he's second never round, been. yeah. But he had the Golden State Warriors, and him and Demarcus Cousin just got <laughs> overmatched. Okay, so they never really had something to play for. I mean, they probably went into the second round was like, damn, we playing Golden State, and probably just look at it that way. So. I think AD would have a a you know renewed focus as far as once going to the playoffs that you know and something that might revitalize LeBron because he probably never had a supporting cast as good as this maybe outside of his Miami years but then of course that was that's with Wade so it's not like that was probably more fun than anything else where he's actually you know has a supporting cast where he feels confident that he can go into the playoffs and try to steamroll so I don't know if he's going to want to do the load management thing. I don't think, I don't think LeBron is built like that. No, but I think he—he's not built like that, and he, he may not. But I think that you know Lakers organization, maybe Jeannie Buss or somebody, you know Rob Palenka's got to come to him and be like, "Look, we're not saying do what the Clippers did with Kawhi, and they were blatant about it. Maybe you don't play eighty-two games. Maybe you play." 75. You're still going to get your money, but maybe we're just trying to manage your games, maybe not back-to-backs because the regular season, whether they get one or three, they should still be in a mix with that team collectively to go towards Western Conference Finals because that's what matters. Regular season, total wins, number one seed doesn't matter. Only thing that matters to LeBron James and his legacy, and the reason why he came there was to win championships. And now that's on the line. And if, and, he can't, also, and if he can't produce, especially if he can't produce with AD there this year or next year, that's going to be a huge black mark on his on his own resume, and the goat talk will be flushed down the toilet. But LA has to resign AD. I think he's only playing on the one year contract, so there's no guarantee that he's going to stick stick around after this season anyway. As long as LeBron James is there, I think he'll stick around. He'll probably do like a, a KD, a one and a, a, a two and one. Hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, interesting. It's crazy. We sit here talking about we don't want to talk about the Lakers, and yet here we, we are talk. talking about the Lakers. Yeah, let's go to something. Let's go to something else. <laughs> how, about, how about them Yankees? <laughs> well, gosh darn it, damn it. <laughs> I seen John Cashman rolling down 95 today with the Brinks truck. It was like a, it was like the double cab, eighteen wheeler joint, because they had a lot of cash up in that joint. You know what I'm saying? So, the Yankees, the Evil Empire is back, man. They are back. They, they are acting like George Steinbrenner, the ghost of George Steinbrenner, is in those meetings right now, talking about boy, how, how, hey, hey, go, hey, go, go ahead and sign that check there, buddy. Go ahead and sign that check. Go ahead and just leave it blank. Leave it blank. Let, let, let Garrett go ahead and write the number in there. No, you know what it was, right? It was like. <laughs> Daddy would do it. That's <laughs> spending money like how your daddy did. Right. <laughs> daddy would get him. And daddy, boy, did they get him. <laughs> Got him good, too. Man, I, I, wow. And to think about, was it this two days ago the Yankees offered him uh, with the, uh, I think what, Strasburg got 245 and they offered him like 247? Yeah. <laughs> and then they came back with 324? 
I'm like, wow. That's because he probably laughed at him. It was probably like, nah, we don't do a dollar a dollar more like the NFL does. <laughs> I'm like, whew, they, damn, you're talking about you're talking about solidifying the pitching rotation. Jeez, I'm like, I'm glad I got the premium sports channels just so I could sit there and watch Gary Cole on the fifth day now. My so do you think you think you think that that they're they're done as far as their pitching search, or do you think that there's going to be? I think they're going to trade one of their pitch. I think they're going to trade. I, I saw rumors that they're going to try to trade uh, trade uh, J. A. Um Try to get something for him because um, he's expendable. I mean, I'd say might as well. I mean, yeah. Because right. I mean, think about it. Uh, Luis Servino was the ace last year, and he wasn't even bad. He was just hurt. <laughs> he was on pace to win 20 games. <laughs> I know he had a stretch when he was out for like two months, it felt like. Right, right. You know, and they purposely held him out just for the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's not like the Yankees rotation was this that bad last season. It's just that half the rotation was hurt. So now you put Garrett Cole on top, and now Servino becomes the number two. And then uh, Tanaka – Damn, Tanaka was the ace. Now he turns around, he's a third pitcher. Like, damn. <laughs> I'd hate to uh I hate to face that rotation. And then on top of that, you know, you know, we're in our little group and Shad was saying that he was more concerned about Didi signing with the Phillies than Garrett Cole signing with the Yankees. I'm like That's a Mets fan talking right there. That's yeah, why. Exactly. <laughs> but what's crazy that if DD didn't go down, we wouldn't have recognized the talent that we had underneath him. <laughs> well, if you didn't have DD go down, you have Carl Stanton go down. I don't know what the f is up with him, but um, he gotta he gotta earn his he gotta earn his keep around there. He ain't been earning his keep <laughs> since he signed yeah. him. Let me phrase since he took on his contract. You're right about that, but not, but neither did A Rod in this first couple of years either. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, one good year, and that's all you need—one good year to put another uh, championship in the trophy case next to the rest right. of the twenty-eight. <laughs> right, and then that, then that check is more justifiable. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm just like I'm just blown away. Like the Yankees, damn. I mean, I don't see anybody in the AL East touching them. Um. Granted, Houston is still Houston. You know, you still got uh, you still got Verlander, and you still got the other cat. So I mean, it's not like their pitching staff is bad. It's just not as good as with Cole on the staff. And uh, well, the AL East, the AL West, and Central is just <laughs> trash. So we ain't talking about that. So it's it's almost like the Yankees to lose and uh, to go into the World Series next year. <laughs> Because, I mean, they can't do – think about it. They can't do – they can't be any worse than they were last season considering all the injuries that they had, and they still won over 100 games. So if you figure if they keep 75% of the players that were hurt healthy. No, you just got to hope that they won all those games, you know, over 100 games with people hurt. You better hope that the people that, that isn't hurt <laughs> don't cost them some of those games. Exactly. Exactly. Because you could have been like, we were better off without you. Without them. Yeah, he says it's exactly. <laughs> right. You see me like, yo, what is all this? We All we ask is for the injuries to be injury-free. And now we, we, we're, we're not even on par than what we was last season with them. 
That's a that's a heck of a contract. I mean, it was it nine years? Was it three twenty four? Uh, no trade clause, a player option after five years. I mean, yeah. I, I guess for the Yankees, for it to really make good business sense, um, you catch him now while he's hot, so you can at least get at least those five years out of him before you can think about getting from under that because I guess the money time is now. I mean, they're built to win now. You still got Torres. You still got a uh, judge. You still got Sanchez. You still got, uh, you know, I don't know about Bird, but you still got those three uh, core guys. Bird, Bird hit free agency. Oh, Bird is out. They got uh, DJ LeMay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeMay, yeah. And he was putting in some work in the preseason. So, right, right. I mean, um, I, I, granted, with, with DD going, you couldn't pay everybody. And I guess in order to get um, Cole, DD had to be um, the sacrificial lamb. But like you said, he was hurting young cats that wasn't getting that much money, you know, step in. So you want to get it now while you ain't got to pay the young guys yet. You still got another year of arbitration or two on some of them mm-hmm. before you got to pony up because Judge going to want his money, regardless he's saying whether or not he wants to take a hometown discount. He ain't. Sanchez probably not. Torres probably not. LeMayu is going to be right after them. He might not want a hometown discount. So if you're going to get your chips now with Cole, you get it now while the only thing weighing down your books is Cole and Stanton. And give it to the, the Stanton because they haven't really spent a whole lot of money. True. True. Nah, they've, been very, they've been very frugal from a Steinbrenner perspective, which is saying, <laughs> just saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. man, look. And don't be, don't be shocked that the Yankees will probably pull, you know, something up their sleeve and turn around and, and trade a Sanchez. And get you what? Bets? <laughs> no, no, because I'm, the Yankees' farm system is deep. I'm not saying that they don't necessarily need to have a power-hitting catcher. You know, not to say it's not something that they, they shouldn't have, mm-hmm. but it's not a need where they sit there and think that they need to pay him anywhere between 15 and $20 million a year to keep him on a the roster. They just need to make sure that they have a catcher that probably hits for average to get you 10 to 20 home runs a year and drive in 70, 80 runs when you still got uh, – when you got a uh, judge, you got Stanton, you got Torres, you got LeMayhew, you got all the other cats right there. You don't necessarily need a Sanchez. But Sanchez, considering he was hurt some of the time last season, still put up really good numbers. So don't I would not be surprised if Sanchez is that next sacrificial lamb that don't get paid and they mess around and trade him. Hmm. Yeah, they let Didi walk. They could definitely uh mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how these um how how the junior Steinbrenners are these next couple of years. Hey, pitching wins championships. True. Shown that every freaking year. Best pitching wins. So no matter how much offense you get, if you can't hit the damn ball, it don't matter. That's <laughs> the reason why the contract was signed, was offered to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Man, the Yankees is like sick and tired of getting to the ALCS. I can't win. Because the damn Cole Verlander and the other cat, and they can't seem to, the, the, you know, to put some decent hitting together in a timely fashion, especially when you go up 2 0. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. How you. <laughs> you go up 2 0, and then you lose in, in six. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. 
I was like, I knew I shouldn't have watched the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, kudos to the Yankees for being what the Yankees used to be and giving Yankee hand, Yankee fans hope for a possible 20, 29th World Series. Uh, and, well, they, like I said, the hope, barring any injuries, they got everything else. Now they got a, a, a true certified deadly ace. Let's just hope nothing happens. Because if he comes out within the first month, hurts his, hurts his elbow and needs Tommy John surgery, a lot of eggs on people's faces. Right. <laughs> well, it's this evil empire is that. It's, hey, it's, man. <laughs> it's these evil empires, man. Everything is barring injuries at this stage. <laughs> baseball just ain't baseball without the Yankees going out there and just doing something dramatic and, <laughs> and making a buzz of everything. You know what I mean? It's just, it just ain't right. And the Yankees are pissed off, you know, in the past 10 years that the, the Red Sox went ahead and won – what two or three World Series when the Yankees can't even make it to the damn past the championship series? Correct. You know, so I'm like, man, the Yankees that don't sit right with them. Sick and tired of Boston winning, man. <laughs> now they're sick and tired of Houston winning. So. Yeah, I know. It's like it's, it's not. It's everyone but us. Right. What about me? What about me and my turn? Are you trying to say the baseball universe is not sitting well unless the Yankees win one here and there? Man, yes. <laughs> look, man, look, you call it the car like you see it, but since the, the what the mid nineties, when the Yankees are good, baseball as a whole is good because everybody's trying to check, you know, trying to catch the Yankees. It's no different when uh, when when Tiger was in his prime. It was good. For, it was good. It was great for golf because everybody was trying to catch him. Now you know, Tiger is sporadic. You know, he may play well and win something this week, and then he looks like pure shit. The next three, the next three uh, <laughs> tournaments in a row. <laughs> yeah, because they, these, these people, you know, came on themselves and damn near lost his mind when he won the Masters, you know, earlier in the year. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I was one of them. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it's just, it's just certain things. Like, everybody knows baseball, Yankees, Red Sox, and then there's everybody else. You know, when it comes to basketball, what does everybody say? Basketball ain't great unless the Lakers and the Knicks are great. I mean, the Lakers. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not trying to switch back to the Knicks, but did, did I read something irregular or basketball for a whole? But did Mark Jackson get named the head coach for the New York Knicks? Or is no. that fake news? No, it's fake. Um, right now, they, they want Mark Jackson to be the head coach. Oh, okay. okay. If I'm Mark Jackson, uh, I say no. <laughs> well, right now, from what rumors are up here saying it's between they want either Mark Jackson or they have interest in Jason Kidd. I heard about Jason Kidd, I didn't hear about Mark Jackson. Uh, I think the fans want Mark Jackson, but the Knicks have a um, strong interest in Jason Kidd. Man, you could pay Rick Pitino pennies on a dollar right about now to coach them. Why not go the cheap route? <laughs> too much baggage. Yeah, way too much baggage. Well, his, baggage well, well, his baggage fits right into the NBA uh, personality. <laughs> well, you know what? That, that might be moot point because if you can have the Cowboys and Urban Meyer talking, Urban Meyer got some baggage with him as well, then I guess any, anything can happen. <laughs> that is true. And I guarantee – Urban Meyer 
it ain't gonna be Lincoln Riley because if I'm Lincoln Riley, I ain't leaving out of Oklahoma. It's probably gonna be Urban Meyer that's gonna be the next football coach, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. What? So that uh, the Dallas Cowboys coach could then be the next uh, head football coach of the New York Giants? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want him. The way he's looking right now, they don't. He. Nah. <laughs> it might be a perfect marriage, man. I was about to say that. Oh, but Ron uh, Rivera is available now. Nah. I would prefer Ron Rivera before I even go chasing Garrett. <laughs> that would be interesting. Now we're just jumping all over the place. I love it. <laughs> we left baseball and went to basketball, they slid right into football. And it's a perfect segue. <laughs> Ah, so the game of the century, or at least the game of last week, 49ers, uh, was it 49ers Packers? Saints. Uh, 49ers. Saints, right? 49ers Saints. And they had that goddamn the defense got me negative eight points. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, that, that was, I, I was ticked. You could have, they couldn't even give me a zero. They gave me negative eight. Let's <laughs> say you guys picked the, the perfect time to want to give 46 points. But goddamn, you had to score 49 to win. But you let forty six points go. Hey, 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 I, hey! I'm, and and sadly, I'm still not a, a total believer of the Forty ers and I'm a I'm a quasi fan right about now. This was killing me right now. You st- how are you still not a Forty ers a believer at this stage? Now, let me ask you. Whoa, whoa, before you go that far, let me ask you this question: Are you not a Forty Nine er believers fan when it comes to them making the Super Bowl, or are you talking about at least the NFC? I mean, anything other than the Super Bowl, I can see you not being a believer. But you, you should be at a point where they can at least make the NFC championship, right? Well, let me do you. Or let me do you one better. Are you not a Jimmy Garoppolo believer? Ah, no, nah. no, 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 no. I think Jimmy G is the truth. Oh, um, he's proven it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I think what it is, you know, if you're a 49er fan, you're used to consistency as far as when the quarterback play. Even though when they had John Garcia, and he wasn't the, he wasn't an All Pro quarterback, but he was a hard nosed quarterback, and he still led the 49ers to. The playoffs never made it to the NFC Championship, but they were still a quality playoff quality team. And then once Garcia left, you know, it's kind of been like a hodgepodge of quarterbacks that just kind of came through and did whatever. Alex Smith era came and went, and you know, they just never utilized the skills the way they should have been utilized. And and then it was just, I'm not gonna say it's been disappointment after disappointment, but it's more so just. I just don't want to get my hopes up for it to be broken. This like, it's almost like I kind of get how a Baltimore Ravens fan feels right about now. Like they're all in on Lamar and the Ravens are doing so great. But let Lamar and the Ravens just do one thing that jeopardizes their whole playoff run or whatever. Then it's all about what Lamar didn't do and the failures of the Ravens. (laughs) And then all hopes are crushed. So I, I guess I'm just taking a real relaxed, chill mode to the whole situation. Like, I'm a fan. I acknowledge the fact that they're 11 and two. I think they're doing very, very well. I'm just not. I'm just not getting into that geek status just yet because it's just as easy as you can get to 11 and two, or you can become 14 and two. 
he could be ousted in the second round of the playoffs, and all that's just a hill of beans at this point. <laughs> you know, and who's to say that? And you know, the football's fickle. Like you could be, you could be damn great this season, and look like pure shit the next, and you didn't really do anything with the damn roster, <laughs> and you can look like pure crap the following season. <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm just cautiously looking at it from a, a very far distance, and if they do right, and they make it to the NFC Championship and they win, you can't say I wasn't a fan, because I always said I was a fan. I just said I wasn't a believer. <laughs> you know, so I guess I'm just being very cautious. If, if that's all I'm saying through all of this, I'm just being very cautious and just guarding my heart, because I'm not trying to put all my heart into it, and then it just, you know, get crushed. Right. <laughs> because I'm like, Jimmy G is the truth. Uh, and all this kind of crap in the defense is great, and then come out in the second round because they got the first round by and get spanked. You know, because Jimmy G ain't never played the playoff game before. So you, so you, what you're trying to do is not give him the kiss of death. That's what you're trying to do. Uh yeah. You know, because <laughs> I did that with the Yankees. You know, just because they were up too well, I just knew they was gonna make it to the World Series. <laughs> I sat there and watched over the last one of the four, at least the first three games after they won the first two. I didn't, I didn't bother watching the fourth one. I was like, I'm like, screw this, man. He's <laughs> like, all right, see how this is going. I'm out. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I'm just being ray guarded, you know. Just like, E, I know how you feel. Like, I was shocked that they're going to start Eli in this past game. I was like, y'all got to have a third-string QB that you need to know what the hell you got before you start Eli. I, I don't even see the point in playing Eli unless you don't have a third QB on the roster. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, I think he had a high he had a high ankle sprain. So yeah, that's there to say is two to four weeks, which really is basically the rest of the season. So I think their way this is shaping out, it's no reason to reinsert him back in there. He, he had about 10 games. Um, there's no reason to put him back out there at this particular point. You're not making a playoff run. You're not going to win the division. You're going to get anywhere, depending on if you win two, two out of the last three games, you probably wind up with either the second pick in the draft or the fifth pick in the draft, depending on who else loses. So I wasn't surprised that he didn't start it, but it kind of makes, it kind of works out in a favor because now they get their opportunity to probably at least get one home game for Eli to have his, you know, his his swan song. You know, let him let the fans see him one more time. I mean, I know a lot of people are saying he's getting too much love for this, but you know, damn it, the man brought put two Lombardi trophies in their case against you know Tom Brady. No matter how his performance looks, you can't sneeze at that. So. And the fact that they left them on a roster this long <laughs> and he had some bad teams the last five years, I think the older man at least will let you just walk with one last game, home game. But like I guess I wasn't surprised when I heard that they were talking about he might not play. I knew Eli was going to play because at this particular point, he's the future. He's, if he's your franchise quarterback, there's no reason to put him out there with a high ankle sprain if there's no point to it. Let him rest up. Let him get ready. We'll have the full offseason as a starter. OTAs, training. Let him come back. 
prove your line, do what you got to do. But at this particular point, if you don't have to put him out there, because what's more he's going to learn in the next three games that he hasn't really learned in the last 10? Agreed. Agreed. Well, you know, hey. <sighs> I still say you should start the third string or whoever that is. You know, they could pull him off the streets for all I care. You know. Let Eli get that last home game just to say he started, pull his ass after the second the, the first series, and then uh go out with glory. Go out and secure that second that second pick in the draft. <laughs> hey, hey. He should retire, hopefully, but I guess they want to give him opportunity to showcase his talents just to, if anybody wants to. But he went on a record saying he doesn't want to be a coach, nor does he want to be a backup. He wants to be like his brother did and go to a team as a starter, not a starter holding the seat warm for a up-and-coming rookie. I still have a prediction that Nick Flo- Nick Foles is going to get cut by Jacksonville. He's going to get picked up by, by uh, Philadelphia. I think Jacksonville probably will still probably secure the, the number one pick. Probably will pick up either I don't know. Uh, then I get a number one pick. And now who's the, who's the worst team? Oh, Bengals. Bengals. Oh, Bengals. Oh, okay. Well, Bengals. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They gonna they gonna get their boy from uh, LSU. Um, Burroughs. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations for winning the Heisman on Saturday. Your award is you're going to Cincinnati with a bad team. <laughs> yeah, he's got Joe Mixon. He, he's still, and you got uh AJ Green. I mean, that's not a, that's not bad. Mm. As long as A.G. Green still want to be there, because I think he's trying to find his way out of Dodge. With the quickness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got John Ross. They got, they got some other players there. You know, they got what, uh, Boyd, Tyler Boyd. I mean, they got, they, they got some receivers. You know what I mean? But either way, I'm just saying I, my prediction before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Foles will get cut from Jacksonville. The Eagles will probably miss the playoffs and think that Foles is their good luck, lucky charm troll or some shit like that. Bring him back. <laughs> All right, wait. Before we get to that, I got to say this. Like, <laughs> this whole NFC East team is, is, is just is, – I, I just don't understand it. Like, Dallas, okay, I get it. They have the toughest schedule. They're on a three-game losing streak. Like, I, I get it. They're bad. I mean, this is bad. But – the Eagles have a soft schedule, and it seems like everybody's just losing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I really thought that I'm still – the whole the, – the Eagles-Giants game was just – I was actually rooting for Eli. I, was, I mean, the first half, I was rooting for Eli. And it's just – everything just seems like with the NFC East is just – I, I'm very concerned because at the end of the day, some team from there with a losing record is going to end up winning the the, the, the the division and be in the playoffs with, probably with a losing record. I, I, I just don't think that nobody wants to win it. <laughs> it's like a hot potato. Like, no, you take it. No, you take it. <laughs> no, you take it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if Redskins go on like a, a winning streak, to, to make it a three-way team. I'm just saying, if <laughs> you got to look through The Redskins, God. If the Redskins come in and make a winning streak and get it back into it, I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to stop watching it all together. 
So you're trying to say Dwayne Haskins-led team is going to make it to the playoffs? I'm not saying that. That's not what I said at all. I said that all I'm saying is is that right now, both Dallas and and Philadelphia, teams that are not – let's just call it right as it is – they're not on winning records of right now. They're they're, they're they're not good at all. Like, there's no dominant number one team in that NFC East. So it seems as though that, like you said, it's a hot potato. Like, anybody can catch fire with the quickness. And I'm telling you right now, if the Wayne Haskins and the Washington Redskins come with a winning streak and they're right back into the mix of things, and it's like a three-way tie between Philadelphia, Dallas, and Washington, that's a problem. It's a problem. That's a big time problem because then you're giving folks down at DC hope. <laughs> no, the hope is if the, the the hope would be if somehow the Washington Redskins somehow fumble into the number one spot or pull them off some kind of trade to get to number one spot. Uh, who are they gonna get? Who do you think? Oh, the edge rusher from uh, Ohio State. Nope. They're not going for quarterback. <laughs> They could. Arizona Cardinals oh. did a reboot. Ah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Goodness. If I, 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 I'm very serious about that. They're probably not going to get it. However, if the Redskins were to somehow magically do some trade or some, some ridiculous luck, wound up with the number pick in the draft, they would get, they would get Joe Burrows. So you're trying to so oh wow okay so it's like you almost got to believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are willing to trade for <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> or look at it this way here's the thing I I it could happen let's say Cincinnati Bengals luck out and win the New York Giants are sitting pretty at the number one spot. The New York Giants don't necessarily need a quarterback. But they can ask a King's ransom for somebody that wants that number one spot if they can get down to number two and still get their edge rusher that they want or an offensive lineman. Defense win championship in football. I know that. And I want the edge rusher as long as he's what he claims to be. However, I'm just saying it's theoretically possible if the Redskins were to get the number one pick, they would – I don't think – the whole coaching staff wasn't sold on Dwayne Haskins. That was Daniel Snyder overruling everybody and going after them. This is true. The coaching staff actually wanted Daniel Jones. Mm. Now, if you get – a, you know, whoever is going to be the coach of that team is going to come to you know, Daniel Snyder and say – unless Daniel Snyder says, you got to make it work with him – but they were the wind up number one pick. The coach says Joe Burrows is a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins is right now. And I believe that is the case. Not to say that Dwayne Haskins might eventually turn into a a good quarterback, but I think they would want Joe Burrows, Heisman winner, who's probably he's gonna probably win it on Saturday. The Redskins would take him. And Dwayne Haskins would get traded somewhere, just like the Cardinals did with um, Kyler Murray. And I don't think the Cardinals are are um, mad about what they did. Not at all. Not at all. Well, fellas, I know we can continue. Oh, I didn't realize what the time was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we, we really getting into this whole 
Who sucks? Right now, because <laughs> we talked about the cream of the crop, we didn't talk about the cheaters up in New England. That's for another week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, as we can, you know, come to a close this evening, where can everybody be found on that stuff called social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our calls. Twitter and Instagram. I am our calls. You can find me on um, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. <laughs> J E Ross number seven. Mm, you can find me yawning on Twitter uh, <laughs> at Cat Daddy one nine six three. That's Cat Daddy one nine six three on Twitter. So, folks, once again, you hear us say it all the time. You can find us on all your podcasts. Uh, areas and needs We're working on making our TV show a thing you can find us on YouTube hit us up comments questions concerns beefs you talk beefs too we may not talk about it here but you know we discuss it in our little group thing you know I'm curious to see what Eminem going to do if anything I don't think he needs to do anything but I think he just needs to sit D12 on him and it's called a call of the day <laughs> now that would be fun <laughs> I already heard Obi Trice's response. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anywho, with that being said, uh, we are, this will be our last episode for 2019. So we'd like to wish everybody out there happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, uh, and, and a joyous and prosperous new year. Uh, we will be back at you guys probably mid-January, probably the second Wednesday in January. Playoffs will be in full swing by that time. NFL, that is. Exactly. Basketball may mean something by that point. Probably not. <laughs> oh, and the XFL will be, uh, what's the XFL? No. No, they start after NFL. Okay. We'll, we'll be concluding the NFL and the new, the new league will be coming, coming out soon and then you know, hockey be in full swing. We might touch on that a little bit. Um, so, the Bruins. Uh, you know, I got to go catch that. And you being from Jersey, you being for the Devils, man. You just, no, no, I, I still. I, I, I said Bruins. I move for the Devils. All right, all right. At least we got one Devils fan. That's, that's why the Eagle Empire exists. <laughs> I could have said go Edmonton. Edmonton. You ah, <laughs> <laughs> <We> say Chicago? <laughs> How about the Vegas Stars? How about the <laughs> Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but anywho, that being said, you know, we want to wish everybody a happy holidays and look forward to bring you guys back some more heat, some more fire come 2020. So hope everybody out there ends 2019 with a bang and so we can Look forward to 2020 and do some really great, prosperous things moving forward. So, with that being said, good night. Happy New Year to everybody.